This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YBR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Ferminger, and today I am joined by four Four of the creatives involved in the wildly creative feature film, An Introvert's Guide to High School. Director Sophie Harvey, producers Casey Novak and Laura Good, and executive producer Rachel Talalay. An Introvert's Guide to High School is a lot of things. A dark comedy, a study in teen culture and the pressures parents and society place on teens as they near the end of their high school careers, a manifesto for introverts, a lot of fun, Difficult to explain. I say it's difficult to explain because woven into the story about a group of high school students in an SAT prep class and all of the internal and external pressures they face, there's also puppets and street interviews and really rad, what I can only describe as short films woven throughout, and also probably the most impressive visual effect shot I've ever seen in a film that purports to have had the teeniest, tiniest of budgets. It might be difficult to explain, but it is not difficult to recommend. I want you to watch this film because I want introverts who are just trying to exist in a society that rewards confidence to have their moment. And you will get your chance all December because An Introvert's Guide to High School screens online as part of the 2020 Whistler Film Festival, which has moved completely online because... Well, because of the pandemic, are you just finding out about the pandemic now listening to this podcast? That's, that's a flex. Sophie Harvey, Laura Good, Casey Novak, Rachel Talalay, welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. You can all speak now. <laughs> I just, I just want to applaud. That was such an introduction. Yeah. Round of applause. <sighs> but it was also, it was challenging for me to, to sum up the film possibly my pressure is because I am, I am an extrovert. You know, I, I experience the world in a different kind of way. So, you know, I like, please feel free to rebut or, 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 you know, how, how, like, how do you describe the film to, to others who are extroverts also? (laughs) Not not just to extroverts, but to anyone, because it is hard to describe what one it's really hard to describe i mean even writing that little thing to put it into film festivals um and so i describe it as a as a black comedy um and partially based on the true story and experimental so we've won a few we've won an experimental award um and experimental by need not by um necessarily by i mean by having to work within the budget the, the lack of budget that we had um, but yes, it's very hard to describe on some levels. It's uh, uh, because, yeah, we had to figure out how to tell the story in a different way. 
Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I love that because it's like, you know what? We don't need to describe it. We just need to tell people to watch it. Although, however, today we are going to be talking about some of the various moving pieces of this, this incredible film, which I did watch with my, my 10 year old, uh, who, who wanted me to tell you that she thought it was awesome. So awesome. And she said it was cool. I'm going to read it. Cool to see introverts on screen and that it will make people think about the kids who sit in the back of the room. Ooh. Yay! Yay. Yeah, so. review. Use that as a pull quote. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, let's go back in time to the the kernels, the earliest beginnings of this of this film, where the kernel of the idea kind of started. Uh, I'm assuming this question goes to to Sophie. Um, let's talk about what was the inspiration for this film. Um, to be perfectly honest, it was so long ago, and high school was so traumatic for me. I don't exactly remember that point in time the best, um, but it was uh, a lot of event. A lot of particular events in the movie were based on things that actually happened to me, including like the SAT teacher fainting. That is something that happened. I was in an SAT prep class, and the teacher fainted right at the front of the room. Wow. Um. So. So lots of nuggets came from different places, but I can't actually remember exactly what the... No, we can't remember how we actually decided to make it. <laughs> um, uh, I do remember, and I want to say that the most important uh, part of the, uh, of the story is the not getting accepted into the... Uh, or spoiler. It's, it's oh yeah, there's a, we're putting a big spoiler alert on on this episode. Uh, but also, you, I mean, I think it's a gift. People like can listen to this and then watch the film. Or, I mean, I think I'm releasing this right when the festival starts. So you know, um, go and watch the film. Just pause, watch the film, and then come right back. Okay, welcome back. Cool. Did I describe the film amazingly well? Right. Okay. So they've seen the film now, Rachel. <laughs> so yes, the, the the major piece of trauma being the the truth behind the pre med program story, um, yeah. which we made some variations to. But I think that that the effect of that, and so the idea that perhaps we could tell some of these stories about um, introverts being misunderstood, and particularly uh, at school when administrators don't understand. <laughs> and only support the kids who are already extroverts and already have all the opportunities. They continue to give them more and more opportunities. Yeah. And um, I wanted to figure out a way to tell that story. And Sophie's, um, so, so we just sort of discussed, started discussing how to um, put this together. And I went to Laura, who was one of my students at UBC, um, who came up with these, who embraced the idea and came up with these amazing ideas of how to put it together. And so I'm going to hand it. If you want to add something or I'll hand it over to Laura. Uh, no, Laura, you go ahead. Yeah, um, I, that's what I remembered because I also, uh, it's a, as Rachel likes to say, a period piece at this point from how long we've been working on it. Wait, um, so, before you continue, Laura, though, yes. like you, you've mentioned the length of time, the events of the film take place in 2012. Like, so is that to say that you have been, this has been part of your lives since 2012? And in so, various ways, yes. I notice it has like a little baby, Sarah, uh, you know, Julia Sarah Stone, you know? Yes, it does. And, and I'm like, wait, is that, that, she looks like Julia Sarah Stone. I'm like, wait a second, that is, that is Julia Sarah Stone. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, we shot it. 
We shot it in 2012. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, that's, I, I remember that too. I remember the stories coming out as Sophie was experiencing them. And I remember when uh, the, the teachers were asked why Sophie uh, you know, wasn't chosen for that program. And the answer was, oh, well, we didn't know she was interested. And this was like something that she had like desperately wanted and worked so hard for and excelled at and, for, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely should have been by all rights, should have been chosen for that. And so I think that that also sort of sums up the experience of an introvert um, that, you know, her, her own teachers didn't even take notice of this thing that she was so passionate about. Yeah. Um, wow. So... So that's where I think the the story kind of picked up in terms of how it became a film and, you know, Sophie driven to express her experience in a way, I think, that people could see themselves reflected and also kind of see what she'd been going through. Yeah. And yeah, we just kind of looked at, you know, what are the challenges and how do we make this happen and how do we make this happen quickly? And so came up with the idea of casting um, for a bit of an improvisational uh, role for each child, so or each actor, sorry. And so they created their own characters that they came to audition with, and they created Tumblr pages where we could go and look at the inner life of this character. And the idea was for them to, you know, they are seen one way, and on the inside they're experiencing something very different. Wow. Can I, can I ask, though, um, why you chose uh, to make it a, a Black comedy instead of a like gritty drama where you appear because you know I mean I it's it, it felt good for me to like laugh and then also feel the the like <laughs> the stabs of you know in my in my heart but is is that why was it to balance or is it because you're all kind of like darkly comic as well <laughs> it just kind of happened I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> I thought okay. it was a drama <laughs> it's very serious. <laughs> oh, we didn't get it. We didn't. We didn't raise to uh, Casey's stand-up comedy. <laughs> um, uh, I think that yeah, the feeling was that who wants to watch something that preaches to you? Um, mm. So I mean, completely. So there's sort of the the lecture version of it, and that's completely boring. And we didn't want to do that. We wanted you to experience it by with having um, fun and 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 uh, and enjoying these characters and um, <laughs> giving it an absurdist sensibility. Yeah, and people came in with like very comedic characters anyway, which is, I think there was a sort of reciprocal process in, I mean, we, we, we wrote the overall arc and came up with events at the end of each day, but um, we, didn't we didn't really know what, was, what, we, what we were going to do going in with the individual characters. Um, and I mean, events happened on the fly each day, and we were we were responding to that. Okay, Casey, so what? we shot it. Oh, sorry, uh, so Rachel. Can yeah. I explain one thing? We shot it in over six days, six straight days. Um, that's it. So yeah, that's <laughs> it. So six days of shooting, and so these actors created their characters, and as Laura said, we had them do Tumblr pages, so we knew more, and they were supposed to keep their Tumblr pages up every day. Mm -hmm. um, as well, based on what happened. And then at the end of each day, as we learned more about their characters, we created more changes to what yeah. was going to happen the next day. And we determined what scenes oh. we were going to improv, improv the next day. And it is all improv. Yeah. And as Rachel was touching on just now, uh, responding to what was working well and how people were coming together in the room, um, uh, Sophie would then 
feed that into kind of what the general idea was for the next day and who to kind of bring up more in this role or, uh, you know, serve somebody closing up their story in another way at the end of the six the- days. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the six days for a feature film where you have at your improving characters' journeys. Because I'm assuming, especially as producers, and you know, Rachel comes from a world where you planning every shot in advance and 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 stuff like to to you know to have to be like to be like okay, our goal is a feature film that will have some cohesion, but we're gonna do six days where there's a lot of stuff that we don't know how it's going to work out. That's bonkers. I love it. I mean, that's. Wow, I can only imagine how, um, well, I, I, I guess I can actually, before we, we get into that, I just wanted to ask Casey, what brought you to this project? What was it about this material or the project that attracted you? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, well, when I saw, because I was trying to think of my role, and I think the best description at this point is I was like the film's doula, like I was there for its late, <laughs> it's coming to term. Yeah, um, so when I saw Rough Cut of it, like it was just so funny, it was so clearly funny and the dramatic structure was inherently there. Um, The first time I watched it, I really felt it was like um, an ensemble comedy, like The Office for teens. And it it just blew me away. And I I was just excited to be involved with something funny. That's what I'm a magpie for. So that's what brought me. I love it because I was just, uh, I was just, when you said doula, I flushed to my doula at the end, like towards the end of my 38 <laughs> hours of labor and she brought me a milkshake and I was so grateful and like, I was like, thank you doula. That's yeah, how I so. feel. I, I thought I brought the film a milkshake. That's how I feel about my role. You did. You brought the film a milkshake just when we were, I was, we were at the point in post where we were like, is this ever going to be anything? Is this ever going to work? And Casey brought infused that enthusiasm and that absolute clarity of understanding of what it was what it was about and why it was important to continue and then and then went out and uh, and we were already adding the additional materials to flush uh, flush it out and uh, Casey went out and did the man on the street oh so as all the listeners have now watched the film, so let's talk about the, uh, those, those street interviews because I can, I had to do, when I worked for this, this paper, a newspaper a long time ago, because I was like the student, you know, summer and nights reporter, they would send me out to do street interviews. And despite being an extrovert, I hated them so yeah. much, you know, because like 90% of the people like would just walk by or they would like act like they did, couldn't see you with their put their mug up in front of their face and so and you know and you're you're there talking about you know intro, introversion and extroversion i don't even know if those are actually the words introversion would it be okay yeah discovery for me today um so what was that what were some of the joys and challenges of uh standing in gas town asking people questions Oh, yeah, for sure. I hated it at first. It's not, <laughs> it's not a natural thing to do. And it was yeah. self-imposed because uh, uh, Rachel just said, you know, do you want to add any like punch up material to it? And then my uh, thought was, well, how can I get really bad advice about being about personalities? And I was like, ask regular people on the street. So, but I think I have kind of natural uh I don't know. I'm six foot one. So I think that gives me a certain privilege when I approach people that I seem like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think that kind of helped me in the situation. Um, but uh, my, my camera guy was a big support, uh, Taylor Moore. And 
I don't know. It just, it, you be, become a character a bit. And then I just realized I really just want to troll people on the street and that felt empowering and I became my own monster. So that was, <laughs> it was a I, lo- I love that you're both a, a doula and a monster, yeah. you know, because yeah. like sometimes a film, a film needs both. Um, <laughs> only in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah o- only here. Um, okay. So let's go, we're going to jump all over the timeline right now. Um, go back to the, those six days where, where you're filming. Um, and what kind of conversations were happening, you know, between the actors about, you know, being an introvert or being an extrovert or, you know, the, the themes of the material, like, was there, there anything in the, in the conversations that were surprising, um, or, uh, revelatory or that really altered the course of of the film like i'm just i'm I'm curious because you know when people are playing kind of avatars or on on screen or you know like that you know what they what they're putting of themselves you know or what they what they think an introvert or an extrovert would be you know into the the material so basically what were you talking about on set that was my long way of asking that question (laughs) (laughs) it was less about introversion and extroversion. I mean, to start with, they all wanted to, when they all auditioned, they all wanted to be the introvert. So <laughs> when they saw that it was called an introvert guide to high school, they all came in with introverted because they thought, well, that's going to make me the star. Oh, so we actually had to push them uh, away from that. Um, mm-hmm. And especially the one, most of whom, if you're going to audition um, for something like this anyway, are not introverts. So um, you had to, but, but everybody had introverted tendencies. I mean, Julia Stone is the clear, it's clearly a, a true introvert. Yeah. Um, but beyond her, everyone else was brave enough to go and come and do an, a, an all improv movie. Wow. Um, so we talked less about that and more, it, it was more about just their characters yeah. and then the, the incredible challenges of improving. I mean, no, nobody had done um, full days of improving like this and yeah. the surprises I mean you would say okay we want this person and this person send them out to whatever location we were filming in and then say this is what's happening oh you're about to break up or you've already broken up now talk about it. so um, the, and then they were allowed obviously the interview the the interviews to talk you get a lot of it out of the interviews where they talk about um, how they're feeling and and uh, the, the reality TV interviews. Yeah. Those are, those were really uh, fantastic. So, and I'm from the end of the film, I'm, I made the assumption that, that these were some of the people in it were people that you might've known from, from the circus world, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that your family has been involved in, in circus training for, for a long time, but like, were these all people? Cause there seemed to be such a wonderful camaraderie, you know, between everybody by the end of the six days or, you know, like, but were these people that these actors that, you know, knew before, or, you know, like, how'd you, how did you find everybody? Was it an open casting situation or? Yeah, we did an open casting call. Wow. There were a couple people that we did know, but I would say the majority of the people we didn't know. And as far as I understand, most of them didn't know each other that well. Right. Uh, which, which brings me to the, what the one person we haven't mentioned yet, um, who I'm pretty sure, uh, Rachel and, uh, Sophie knew in advance, which would, which would be Lucy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. sparkled, sparkled on, and that, that's, that's your sister, right? Uh, yes. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I guess my question though, 
is for you, Rachel, you know, as the, as a parent who has, you know, has directed, who has brought, you know, ideas to, to screen before, what kind of, of role, you know, did you, did you play in this, you know, like, and what kind of, like, like restrictions did you put on yourself as well to be like, I'm not gonna Like, was there any of like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like hovering in this or I'll be support for this or like t t talk to me about, about that experience of it. Well, Sophie was uh, very, very nervous. Um, and I mean, classic introvert and insecure. And so I think that without my being there, it would not have come about. Um, and there were, so, um, what I tried to do was be there as guidance, um, be her voice when she couldn't find her voice because she found it easier to talk to me. Um, yes. So that comfort level till she became more and more comfortable um, to occasionally step in when things were so emotional that it was hard for her to even. Yeah, there were there was a couple scenes in particular which I couldn't just made me so emotional watching them act. They had to have mom take over the directing. Yeah. Um, but I tried not to, it, I mean, Sophie can tell you how successful yeah. I was, but I, I, I felt like I was the adult in the room because all the crew were, um, pretty much all the crew were students. Uh, I mean, they were in their final year at UBC and extremely talented and responsible, but I still was one of the few <laughs> adults in the room. And um, so there was a bit of me just keeping an eye on, is this all working? The kids, the actor kids um, gelled incredibly. So I didn't have to worry too much about um, that. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, the, um, sorry, I'm got, um, and uh, um, yeah, the, the actor kids gelled. So I didn't have to worry about it. There were, there were, there were no interpersonal dynamic problems <laughs> like that. Laura and I were dealing with behind the scenes. It was really just a matter of keeping it going and making sure that we could get through the six, six days. Um, yeah. And you driving the truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I had to drive the, the equipment truck. Um, oh, which, <laughs> being, the one adult. <laughs> being the one person who had, who was old enough and had yeah. the driver's license, I had to drive through, through small streets and that was the most nerve wracking moment. I remember it was, it was, it was stressful yeah, part. It was so was stressful. Scared. I like. I don't want to be responsible for having crashed the equipment truck, especially in my relationship with UBC. Yeah. <laughs> Oops! You could have filmed so it and included it as extra material, I guess. Um, <laughs> So I guess I mean that's a that's a great moment. Maybe like could could you each share like one of one of the the memorable moments that like really sticks out in your mind when you when you think about you know the the process of making an introvert's guide to high school? Something. Yeah, one can I have one second to think? Um yeah. there's a couple of things. You and you could say you could say two of them, it's totally fine. I I always remember in our auditions, which we, not just did they um, audition their characters, but they also played some improv games. Um, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was being asked, being quizzed on a friend that I think they were making up, and somebody was like, what's their favorite song? And he just went, oh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, so on the spot. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, <laughs> this works. Cause I, <laughs> Oh, that's what awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they can do it. Because I admit, I wasn't, I mean, I, I don't think I've watched anything 
improv, an improv movie before, so I wasn't totally sure. But like that, that moment in the auditions, it's like we can get some really great stuff out of here. Yeah, you absolutely did. Okay, anybody else want to want to share for the whole class? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll jump in. Uh, while I was uh, watching once, uh, my friend. We were at a cafe and I was uh, doing a pass for his story notes and I showed him a little clip and we were watching um, the sketch, the SAT prep sketch, where it's uh, the, <laughs> without explanation, Australian <laughs> approach to the American SAT. And he just started laughing and he's a comic and I love hearing him laugh to begin with, but he just kept going, what is this? What is this? And that's... I think that's the beautiful reaction to this film. There's so much going on. There's a strong story, but there's also this zany punk element to it where you, you don't expect the comedy yes. that's there. Yeah. And you're not going to be like, you don't know what to expect really. And that's a beautiful thing about this project. Yeah. Okay, Laura, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I don't know if I have like a specific memory I like that necessarily stands out. I just remember being there. I remember being on set, being on the ground and a kind of the thing that Sophie was saying where you're like, yes, this is working because, and we did have, I think callbacks um, where we brought in all the actors together, but it was a huge risk. I think uh, what we were undertaking. And the thing I think that stands out to me is just the number of times that, uh, you know, we would huddle and so if we'd be like, okay, you know, that thing that happened at school, I think we could give that to this person. And then we would, you know, kind of go shoot that scene. And I just, Amazing. yeah, I just remember this like blur of six days. Yeah. <laughs> just being at that school. I remember Sophie being like, kind of back where this had all happened, right? Mm -hmm. And um, having to go back into school and, and experience that again. Was this the actual school? The one yes. where, wow, okay. So that's why, I'm gonna, I'm gonna segue into some of the additional materials. Um, that's why we have that, those shots of the school actually cracking apart, mm. um, is that we, that's material from the genius Ben Pickles, who, um, from him um, making school um, videos at, at, the, at the school about tearing the school apart. So, and he's a genius special effects guy who did the title, now has done the title work for Doctor Who and yeah. is on staff at Doctor Who. Wow. But, um, it, so it all comes sort of full circle. But Ben had done these and with the, with the class and with the support of the school had done these early videos where he blew up the school or he cracked the school in half. And I'm like, <clears throat> and we called him up and said, this is the perfect metaphor for what's going on. And here we are at the school. Um, so we were fortunate to get permission to use that material yeah. in a different way. And I said, yeah. what, it's so great. You just keep blowing up the school. And he said, yeah, what do you think that means? Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how do you want people to feel like if you, if you could leave, leave a, a feeling or, um, a question, you know, in, in your audience's bones that they carry with them you know, uh, throughout the rest of their lives? Like, what, what would that be? I want to, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how to fit into words. Um, I have several answers, but... No, do you want to talk first, just to formulate this? 
Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, the idea that you can't judge a book by its cover, and um, there's a lot more going on with introverts than, um, and that the anxiety of introversion doesn't mean make introverts less capable. Um, so those big ideas. Um, and then there's a secondary idea that I want to bring to it, which is we made this film for almost no, no money. We had unbelievable support and collaboration within the community and internationally. And so if you have a story to tell, and now you can. I mean, we shot on semi-professional equipment, but you could have done, you could do things. There are sections of this that were shot on the iPhone 3. So. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's my only comment. I have no follow-up about that. Just, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Because <laughs> wow. it, it was 2012. Yeah. And so you, you can, I, I really always feel like you need to support the idea that you can tell if the story is worth telling, you mm -hmm. can find ways to tell it. But yeah um yeah no I've been, i was thinking about the fact that i've i mean i did this in high school i've graduated college now um it's a it's a story i've grown up with a lot and even as i've matured there's still there's there's points that are still painful to me mm. they're still hard for me to watch um but I've grown, I've grown with it, and again, I don't want introversion to see be a bad thing, but I also I want it overall to be an acceptance of every kind of person in high school. Mm. There's no bad person in the movie. There's no villain. There's just misunderstanding, and I want everybody to be represented in some way. I think you absolutely accomplished that you know and my daughter is going to go into high school having seen this film you know and paying attention to everybody and all the differences so so uh kudos for for that yeah yeah and speaking on the collaboration i absolutely couldn't have done this without the immense support like i mean i think now i mean i i cringe thinking back now how shy and scared i was and i have matured and gotten a bit better with all of that doing this right now which I don't think I could have done in high school mm. um but there are a lot of, there are a lot of people out there that do understand and want to be helpful and I do just remember all how nice everybody was and how all the students particularly the students um were so supportive of me wanting to do this and mm -hmm. just explain I mean I mean I came in with some knowledge just growing up in like a fun family but I didn't mm. totally know how anything works but they're like yeah, come here, come look behind the camera. This is how it works. This is how sound works. You want to do sound as well? Yeah. So do you have, do you have uh, desires to make more films? Uh, and, you know, do you have other stories that you want to tell in this medium? Uh, not immediately. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting coming back to it, like, um, looking back on it, because I wouldn't call myself a filmmaker then. There was a story, but I didn't really know what I was doing versus now having gone through college, having taken film classes um, with a much better understanding of the medium. I, there, are, there, are, there are a lot of stories I do want to tell. I don't know how I want to do them. I'm interested in a lot of different visual mediums, uh, graphic novels, games as a, as a storytelling medium. Mm. So I don't know if film is necessarily the medium for me overall, just with all it requires. But yes, I, I want to create, keep creating stories and 
the, there's so many ways to do it. And I love the idea of being a mixed media artist. Yes. And I think this is, I mean, this, and that's what this film ended up with. I don't think we, we didn't go into it knowing we'd use some bits. <laughs> um, but I love this idea that there's, there's different ways to tell a story and the medium can really support all these different mediums can support different ways of storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, however, whatever story you want to tell and however you want to, you want to tell it, I absolutely want to know about it because uh, I like when stories live in my bones and this is definitely going to do that. Um, so we, we did, uh, we did mention the fact that there's um Little, little global pandemic going on right now and uh you know your your screen is your film is screening you know at this you know venerable big deal film festival you know the Whistler film festival uh, during a pandemic and so i'm just i'm wondering um what impact uh, you think the pandemic will have on people's discovery of the film, you know, and, and, you know, if you could talk about your experience, characterize what your experience has been promoting the film, you know, during pandemic. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I'm in my kitchen, right? Like I hate the pandemic yeah, yeah. so much. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were supposed to do an in-person screening, which they canceled a couple of days ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's really hard um, and disappointing. But on the other hand, going online is a much bigger and um, opens opens the doors. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, disappointed that the in-person was canceled. Um, although I understand why and think it's ultimately an important thing to do that. But um, I think I think that pandemic in a way has given me oh or given a lot of people ways to connect in ways that they haven't done before so I think there is the I mean I've been going to like um I mean I just just being just working at a lab uh for work a research lab and there's so many I've had so many more opportunities to go to talks just because they've been hosted online right um I think there and I think people are looking for things to do online so I I don't think I'm looking at the bright side. I don't think it's a terrible situation overall as as much as like a film is made to be shown on the big screen. Yeah. We're losing that. But if it can reach a wider audience, I think that's that's worth it in the end. Absolutely. Well, and you know that I will be shouting about this film from all the social media rooftops. And you know what? Never say never, right? Like, yes, the Whistler screening was was canceled, but there are other ways to show the film in person. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Whistler's doing a great job with their online festival version. Mm. We'll be premiering with them on December 15th, and you can buy tickets for that. But what's really nice is they uh, incorporated geo-blocking to Canada, so it'll be a limited... Um, we won't get pirated, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, from our perspective, but um, I think online festivals right now during the pandemic, I mean, what once would be thought of as quaint is now kind of sexy. So you can make an appointment to have an introvert viewing by yourself or in yeah. a situation with your introverted friends. Yeah. Or no, you can Uber Eats movie theater popcorn to your place. You can make <laughs> an event for yourself. Wait, is um, that true? Is that true? That's sadly true. You can pay $20, yeah, to get your <laughs> movie theater popcorn. Wait, so I can get popcorn from the Dunbar, possibly, or from Pacific yes, Cinema Tech, which has, those have the best popcorn in town? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sabrina, please. 
Oh my God. I had no idea. Okay. Well, <laughs> I there's some really an engaged film festival. Yeah. Um, so they're doing everything they can to make us want to see their films. Amazing. Is- and I love that it's not, it's not just BC or it's like, it's, if you're in, if you're listening to this anywhere in Canada, you know, in December, you can watch this film. Like that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so you're going to reach a lot of people. I'm very, I'm very excited for you. I am I'm excited for people to see this film. Sophie, Laura, yeah. Casey, Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. So where can people find you, follow you, and celebrate you in the film on the socials? Like, is there, a, do you have a Twitter handle for the page, a face, or for the film, a Facebook? People want to be kept up to date on all your news. Yeah, we are on Twitter at Guide Introvert and uh, also on Instagram at An Introvert's Guide to High School. Uh, we also have a website, introvertsguidetohighschool.com. Um, but please also definitely check out uh, the Whistler Film Festival website to find out. They have two sections where they had the on-screen or in-person screening. I'm sure they've probably shut that down. But uh, uh, there's the online festival as well. And you can find tickets for us there December 15th, which is a Tuesday. Please come. It'd be wonderful. And then tweet. Live tweet. Yeah. yeah. Live tweet. Live tweet. Please. Yeah, Have a party. December 15th for a week or something. It's not just that one day. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. You, yeah, you purchase. It's released then. And then you have up to. Um, oh, no, no. You rent it for 24 hours. So you have to watch it within 24 hours. We will put all the details in the, in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> Thank you again. So that is. An Introvert's Guide to High School. Thank you so much. And thanks, Sabrina. Yay. Thank and you. Thank, you thank, you. To, thank you to our listeners, introverts and extroverts and everybody in between. Uh, you can leave us a review if you are so inclined. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com or follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YVRScreenScene. The YVR Screen Scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me. I'm Sabrina Furminger, and it's edited by Simon Furminger. Special thanks to Mariana Furminger for recording our Patreon ad, and to Tyson Braddock and Paul Furminger for technical support. We, we are a family business over here, um, and not just because... My daughter's literally sitting uh, on the floor, and I didn't notice she was there. So that's what happens. That's what this podcast is. Oh, and we thank Dane Develay for the original music. Live Air Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic, dynamic film and television scene. And cut! This ad begins with a story about an important but largely forgotten piece of Hollywood North history, the fish flight. In the 1980s, the fish flight was an early morning flight from Vancouver that delivered fresh fish to Los Angeles before the start of the business day. These were the early days of Hollywood North, before digital deliveries and fast transfer speeds, and the pioneers of the Vancouver film industry began loading up the fish flight with film reels so Hollywood execs could review the footage shot on the previous day. The fish flight was also one of the building blocks of the visual effects and animation mecca that is present-day Vancouver. And Fish Flight Entertainment builds on this legacy. Fish Flight Entertainment serves the games, film, and television industries. We remember the days of the fish flight and attack our projects with the same passion as those pioneering days of yore. We believe in jumping off the cliff and building our wings on the way down. And who knows? 
That old fish with improvised wings may even fly. Learn more about Fish Flight Entertainment at fishflightentertainment.com. That's fishflightentertainment.com.